I'm Jared Durden, and with me as always uh, is Andrew Crocker. I'm here, very beginning of the semester, two weeks in. How's it going so far, sir? Fantastic. So we both have had our first, you had your first politically active meeting. I had my uh, first STEM club meeting. Mm-hmm. How did yours go? Cabinet meeting. Cabinet, Cabinet meeting. meeting. Cabinet is unbelievable this year. Unbelievable. We're having a meeting, though, when we get back from uh, Labor Day, right around the break. It's kind of nice. Getting to dip in our toes in a little bit and getting a holiday right off the bat. This whole semester so far, agree or disagree, this whole semester, I was talking to Erin Dooley when I saw her at the cafe yesterday, and I was telling her that it just feels like the first post-COVID semester that feels like a pre-COVID semester, because that the, uh, the, the bustling of the campus is as loud as I can remember it being. Yeah. The classroom's personalities are as um, gregarious as they used to be. I just felt like it took us a couple years to get that all back, whether we intended to or not. And it really feels as normal this semester as it's felt in a while. I agree. My classes are full. People are, are wanting to interact and talk. And we had a good turnout. We had our first STEM club meeting, had about 20, 25 people. We elected our new cabinet. Uh, and we're off and running. Um, there's also, I enjoyed, did you catch the karaoke uh, the first Wednesday of classes back. I, think I did. Yeah. Props to uh, student services for putting that thing on or student, whatever that uh, exactly is student life. They did a great job of that karaoke uh, in the, it was in the, it was inside first of all, uh-huh. which was an interesting twist given that it was out on the plat. We thought it was going to be on the plaza, but it's just so sweltering hot. They're like, let's just hold it in the atrium. And I was so impressed with students being over and over again, we found this, Kara and I, Kara Griffin and I, working with our student club. Students are just looking for opportunities to go out, interact, and be goofballs. And do stuff, yeah. And if you put a microphone with a gigantic screen in the atrium, <laughs> I bet you 10 times out of 10, you get a really good turnout. It's so encouraging to see that. Not only students, too. I, you, you, I don't know if you caught this, but uh, our podcast alum, uh, Abby Ray, uh, did a rounding rendition of, of a song from the Disney movie Hercules. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding. Which one is the big one from Hercules? Uh, I couldn't tell you by name. I just know it was from Hercules because there was all these references to him. That movie is goofed up, says a dad who has seen that movie recently with my kids because that whole movie is about Greek mythology. Uh-huh. But the musical stylings of that movie are gospel What's going on? What are we doing thematically? With <laughs> the gospel truth was like the entering beginning of the. I don't understand what that movie is trying to accomplish. Um, can I take us a moment before we kind of get the festivities going here? Do you have another hot take on uh, Disney movies? I have a very sad take oh. that a podcast alum of ours, yep. Doctor Vivian Elder, has uh, moved on to a fantastic opportunity for her. She was one of our very first episodes yeah, when we started five, yeah. this podcast. She was one of the people that we both agreed on. Like, we got to get her on immediately. Mm-hmm. Her episode was about vaccines, how vaccines work. I still recite things in my class about what we talked about on that podcast. And it's actually pretty apropos right now because I know I just said this was a great semester. feels very post-COVID COVID right now. 
is on I the rise. A few students already, yeah, that I've had to miss, and yeah. So um, fingers crossed, but uh, none, uh, fingers crossed for this semester. But man, hardcore salute for Dr. Vivian Elder. I have known her for many, 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 many years. It's been a very rewarding relationship for me and for everybody else that's worked with her. Happy for her, her amazing opportunity, but but sad that that we're going to lose her. Hundred percent. So uh, on a bright note, mm-hmm. <laughs> we are in the middle of um, discussing student success. So we're kind of doing a series on that. Last week we had uh, the great Ginger Luke on. Um, to talk about it from her perspective. Oh, the great Ginger Luke, yeah. And then asked her to suggest someone to come in. And so uh, based on her suggestion, we have brought in uh, from Student Success, uh, a navigator, uh, Bob Janky. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Thanks for having me. What is the Janky? Yes. What is the uh, ethnicity behind that? That there's is... A, have you done your Ancestry.com yet? I have not. My brother has, though. He hmm. gets really into it. So that is um, from my father's side. It's German. German. Janky. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I do actually use the the word janky oh, yeah. in campus on a regular basis. It's oh, yeah. a little off kilter yeah. to have broken. Does that, has I, that... I've not heard that joke before, probably <laughs> a thousand times a day. Brother, I grew up as a crocker. Gotcha. Yeah, anytime gotcha. I get called Betty whenever I do any competitive yeah, yeah. sports whatsoever. Oh, I, I just flip it around on people because they'll slip around me and go, man, that's really janky. Yeah. Like, so that's the most awesome thing you've ever seen then. I get it. So. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think I may have mentioned this on a previous podcast, but uh, I had read somewhere that you get your name from one of three places. Your last name originally originates from one of three places. Who your dad was. That's why we get so many Johnsons, Petersons. What city you were from, so, you know, the name of the town that you came from, or what your profession was, which makes sense for a crocker. It means I had some pottery people way, way back in my <laughs> yeah. past. I don't know where you would go with that German-wise, but I, hey. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. Have you been to Germany? I have not. Okay. That is on the to-do list. It's yeah. a, to reunite with the motherland a little bit. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> All right. So tell us, uh, Bob, tell us a little bit about um, what, what your position is here and uh, how long you've been with the college. Okay, so yeah, I am a, a college navigator with the Arts, Science, and Business um, section. Newly named, yeah. New, newly named, newly named. I have to actually write it down on my little script here because... I was about to say, that rolled off your tongue right Did I do quick. well with that? Mm-hmm. I was. I rehearsed it like all morning because <laughs> it is newly named. Um, that's the direction we're going. It's more self-explanatory. Anyway... Um, I was one of the big uh, cohorts that got hired on last July and August, so I've been here a little over a year now. So, yeah, went through my first three semesters here with students, and uh, that's where we're at right now. We've had a couple of those hiring spurts to the point where I believe the newsleader ran an article saying that OTC considers itself fully staffed up now. And so congratulations to you. Congratulations to everybody else who's been hired recently that may be listening to this and making us feel like a full college again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so what brought you here? Tell us a little bit about the path that led you to OTC. So, yeah, I I was one of those guys back in college that all I wanted to do, this sounds hokey, I know it, but this is how it's been. Um, Sounds janky to me. It sounds very awesome, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well played. Um, Yeah, um, all I wanted to do was get into a profession that helped people. Um, that spoke to me, um, lit my fire for however that ignited back in my younger days. I graduated um, Southwest Missouri State back in 92, so oh. it was like three buildings back then. Um, Laura Ingalls was my school teacher. Um, <laughs> I uh, graduated in May, started with the State of Missouri uh, Department of Social Services Division of Youth Service and worked with at-risk youth. 
um, adjudicated through the courts. Um, and I did that for 30 years. It was one of those deals that, you know, me and my wife are young and we're figuring things out. I said, you know, I just want to work with kids for a little bit and then I'll figure out what I want to do when I grow up. Um, fast forward 30 years later and, uh, had the opportunity to, uh, to do that and touch many lives and, and be part of many things, grow as a person and, uh, retired from the state and, uh, buddy of mine who's a, a navigator currently um, calls me up because I, I said, man, I'm not done. I, I don't know. You know, a lot of state retired people become welcomers at Walmart or work at Lowe's, something totally mindless because yeah. it's such a stressful job. And I was like, I, I got, ah, that's not me. I can't do it. So anyway, he goes, you need to check this out. And so I threw my name in the hat and uh, have not regretted it one day since. So I'm doing the, before I get into this other question. Sure. The stuff that you had done in the past with uh, social work. Yes. Do you feel like it has, you, well, you've been on the job a year now. Do you feel like it has aptly prepared you for what you're doing now? Or do you feel like what you're doing now is a little bit of a different gear or a lot of a different gear than what you've done in the past? It, the foundational aspects, it was a smooth transition. Mm -hmm. um, looking at, you know, the, the, the pillars that OTC operates from, um, I, I was one of those guys in a 30-year career with the state when we kind of shifted to more of a trauma-informed model. I, I was part of that process and on committees and how do we implement that throughout the state of Missouri. So I was very honored to be part of that. And so that has been a seamless transition. Now, as Ginger will tell you, my first two or three weeks here, man, I'd go into her office after one of my training sessions going, I, I don't know if I could do this, man, because I can't see myself telling the kid, oh yeah, you're going to graduate this semester and not have that self-doubt yeah. or I'm sorry, insert name, you don't have financial aid anymore and right. here's why in having those tough discussions. So while I'm not dealing with uh, teenage youth that shoot and stab and, and, and rob people anymore and having to try to rehabilitate them, um, this is on a lesser scale of that, but it's also in my mind just as important. Because I want to, I'm, I'm doing a little bit of math here. You've been in your previous position for 30 years. Yeah. I don't presume to know your age, but... I look much younger. I mean, I, you, you, look, you look great, <laughs> just for the record. That's what it means to look janky. You look, you look much younger. <laughs> exactly. You know what? Let's take it back. Let's take the turn back. Let's take it back. <laughs> uh, you look great, but I, I will just say, I mean, a career change, this, uh, how would you say it, this late in the game in terms yeah. of your career yeah. story? yeah. What's that like? I uh, imagine a lot of the people you're training next to are half your age. Yeah, I, I could take you to the exact moment that happened. I, I think about it every day. Um, so my daughter was three when I started with the state, and now she's going to be 35 in October. Mm -hmm. So this is all she's ever known. My wife, this is all she's ever known. The, the chaos and the juggling and the, hey, I'm going to be home by six, and you're not home till 11 because of some emergency. And so last June of 22 I'm on the boat dock teaching my grandson how to fish he's four years old and I have three phones going off about some crisis throughout the state that I'm having to manage and, and help facilitate and I get done with them and my wife and daughter who who uh, mean a, a lot to me looked at me for the first time in 30 plus years goes you're done I go yeah I know I'm done now I'm, I'm back let's let's we're gonna we're gonna put the worm on, land in the, come on, let's go. And they go, no, 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 dad, you don't understand. You're done. So, um, 
that was the first time ever and that that happened to me and I had to go and reflect on that and go, you know what, I, I am. I've given it all that I have. Um, the state has a, 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 a very nice retirement deal. It's, it's called 80 and out, your years plus your, uh, your age plus your years of service. I happened to be there and I was like, why not, man? And uh, was able to fill that void of, of helping people by coming over here to OTC. It's very rich and rewarding working a job where you can help people through those crises. Yeah. But there is something to be said about a position where you never feel like you are purely off the clock. Now, for the record, that's how Jared and I feel sometimes <laughs> because as an instructor, yeah. every minute of my spare time where I am doing something else, I am thinking also, I should be doing grading. I should be grading. I should be grading. And uh, I just always have that rubber band. I remember when I had uh, I had adjuncted here at OTC off and on for nine years. And I remembered a couple times when I was off and I was working at another job. And uh, I'd just be like, oh, so I just go home and I'm done? I'm just done with stuff? I have nothing to do work-related? I mean, you got to feel like that sometimes. Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, when you're doing it, you, you juggle and you manage. And I took positions and it was very, very blessed to have some people that believed in me. And, and so I worked my way through the system um, as a, just a, a very frontline counselor for the kids in a group home 24-7, all the way up to administration where I'm going to Jeff City four days a week. Um, everything in between. All that to be said, while you're doing it, you're, you're, you're present at the birthday party or you're present trying yeah. to teach your grandson on fish, but you're really not. And you don't realize that too. You're not doing it anymore. So yeah. this past year has been not only a, a blessing for me, but for my family I and, and my friends who I've reconnected with have gone, oh my God, man, you look great. You know, so. You know, you've been adjunct, I'm sorry, adjuncting. You have been, um. I was telling my own story there for a moment. You have been uh, navigating yep. for a year solid. Uh, best part of the job so far? Oh, it's it's the students. I can do that all day long. And when I when I mean that, meeting with them in person, phone meetings, teams, however, seeing them in the hallway, you were talking about the activity. Yeah. Uh, this is my second August, and, and I was talking to a couple of my colleagues outside the other day having lunch because uh, we like to have lunch around the students just because you feel the energy from that. And it just feels different. And I only have a year. It's, it's, I'm not speaking from a lot. You're not off. It okay. feels night and day. Yeah. It feels night and day from last spring. It really does. It's just, am I wrong? I mean, last spring was great. I, I love the time that I had with the people I worked with and the students and stuff. But it's just a completely different ball of yarn this year. Yeah. So... I, I felt it, and, and by far, that that's just by far the favorite thing. I, I love to do it. I, I love, I could get off on a tangent, so you can mm -hmm. just reel me in. Um, I love hearing their stories. I like to I like to know what brought them here, what what uh, they're trying to overcome, what their goals are. I get totally, totally into it. And then we roll up our sleeves and we get to work. Mm -hmm. Feel free to go off on tangents. We call that going on a crocker. <laughs> a cro um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I need you to reel me in, Bob. <laughs> so I, I, I had this question for Ginger. I'd like to hear it from your perspective because I was really fascinated by part of the interview process you went through was basically a mixer. So can you kind of tell us what that was and from your experience, like what happened? So, yeah, I'm coming from a position where I I probably interviewed, I, I'm not joking guys, because, you know, state jobs, they're, they're a revolving door, thousands of people. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and I'm used to that format. 
So I, I throw my name in and I get the phone call. Hey, we'd like you to come to this mixer. And it's a give me the time, information, comments, and I hang up the phone. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And first thing I do is, and I'm, I'm Googling it. My, my daughter works HR at Forvis and she does hiring and I'm calling her going, Hey Elizabeth, you're young and hip. What's a mixer? <laughs> She's like, dad, I've never heard about it before. I'm like, oh, am I getting inducted into a fraternity? What's happening here? I don't, you know what I mean? I don't know what I'm getting into. So, uh, yeah, it was different. Um, for lack of a better word, I, and Ginger may have used this example, so I'm, I'm trying not to copycat, but um, it felt like a, like a speed dating thing. You know, there was there's uh, four or five people in the room, and you, you came in with a, a crowd of people, and you spent maybe 30 seconds to a minute to with each person. They asked you hmm. some random questions, and you went to the next person, and then they thanked you for coming. And I remember leaving, getting my back of my truck, going, wow, that that's different. I'm really old. I've not experienced that before. And I didn't even know if I'd get a call back. So <laughs> did they ask you a question that hit you out of left field? You know, um, were they ever like, what's your jungle animal? What no. animal would you be? <laughs> who lived they, in the jungle? They did not ask me that. That mm-hmm. would have been all right. Yeah. I, that would have hit me in my wheelhouse. <laughs> um, uh, the first question, uh, that, that was asked to me, like, tell me something you learned, um, in the last six months. And I'm thinking, Oh my God, I'm such a creature habit. I, I know. I, I don't <laughs> learn nothing. So right. I actually just learned a kneeboard that summer because my back has been, been uh, slowly getting harder and harder for me to do some really cool stuff. And it's a lot easier on my back. So I threw that out as an answer. <laughs> and, uh, what is your jungle animal? Mm, oh, my jungle animal. Yeah. It's, Oh, see, I told you I would be able to go off on a tangent. Mm-hmm. Now I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Mm, I see. Let me, let me have some time to think on that. I will allow it. If okay. you were a jungle animal. Toucan? Do toucans hang in the jungle? Toucans hang in the jungle. Yeah, yeah. They they're very instinctual. They follow their nose. I, everything I know about <laughs> everything I know about everything I know about toucans, I get from uh, most of my inf- animal information is based on cereals. <laughs> See, I'll show you. Where you know I'm why at. I like tigers? They're great. They're great. <laughs> they're great. Well, now I want some fruit loops, right? It, oh <laughs> my gosh! Can we make that the? <laughs> we need like green room fruit loops for this. They uh, they are not a sponsor, but I found this awesome like no uh, grain. It's like just protein cereal called Magic Cereal that tastes like all the good, I've, and I've it's no it. sugar, and it's it's made for 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 uh, elder millennials like myself. But oh man, it's so good. Anyways, there's no animals though. I think that was my point. Well, a couple of the boxes. I'm off. What are they just? I'm shape- off on a crock. Are they just? Are they just <laughs> shapeless grains? Uh, no like animals. Puffs. Well, I mean, on the boxes, they, they, it's usually like the kind of cool art. What is the point if it's not in the shape of an animal? <laughs> <laughs> How so, can you relate? <laughs> so uh, another question we like to ask to kind of get to know our guests is, is there someone that uh, you've really looked up to or someone that's inspired you, any kind of figure, public, private, uh, historical huh. that you would share uh, for listeners to kind of get a better understanding of you? Yeah, so... I draw a lot of my inspiration from uh, my family. Um, I've been very blessed to have great coaches through sports stuff through the years. But if if I had to single it down to one person, it'd be my grandmother. Um, Little, you can't tell by my last name, right? But uh, the other half of my family is all Italian from Chicago. And so... uh, my, my grandmother was like four foot two. Yeah, I could pick her up and put her in my pocket. <laughs> but every time she entered a room, she demanded respect from people. Um, and her passion 
and how she put her family first um, always spoke to me. Um, I try to uh, emulate her as a father and especially now as a grandfather uh, because uh, everything she's ever taught me and just watching her grow up and um, yeah, it was yeah, totally inspiring person to me. Great answer. Um, this is a lot like the mixer. We're going to hit you. you with. <laughs> this is feeling a little mixerish. Yes. If you were, okay. Uh, <laughs> so um, we're trying to nail down and kind of, and kind of get a good understanding and start this conversation about, you know, stu- student success and, and the changes that have happened are, are new at the college. And we're, we're starting to get an, a better picture of what that looks like. And I think that's from all sides, right? You guys are figuring out your role, uh, your role with the students, with the, the interaction with the instructors, or the instructors and faculty are figuring out kind of what, how their roles evolved as, as, we, as we bring uh, your team on board. Um, would you describe for us, first of all, uh, what it is exactly that you do and kind of like walk us through your day? Okay. So I'll start with what we try to do. So it's all about connection for us, um, establishing relationship. Um, You start your day, you come in, you're checking your emails and seeing what happened from the night before. Um, Our students can uh, schedule with us on our Calendly links. So we'll either have in-person teams or phone phone meetings so you're preparing for those I think it's really important for when a student enters my office I have my notes about them I, I, I know why they're coming to see me um, I want to, to have some general information about them I think it sets a very nice tone of going I'm just not another I'm not known you know Bob doesn't know me by my student number I couldn't tell you what their student number is I know them by their name and what kind of person they are yeah. so um, you know I take notes we visit we and we uh, we go over and this leads into the what we do, Jared. You know, uh, we're degree planning. Um, we're going over financial aid. We're talking about long-term goals. You know, what career goals that they have. Um, what kind of resources do they need? What 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 barriers may be getting in their way that we can help them eliminate or or work around uh, so so school continues to be a good option for them. Mm-hmm. What would you say is probably the percentage breakdown of who of you seeing in person versus phone versus email versus Teams? Okay. In terms of contact. In contact. Um, it has been surprising to me, uh, and I'm, I'm very fortunate. Uh, a lot of my students like to see me in person. Now, I, I sell that a lot, and I tell them very, very and if they are listening to this, they know, man, Bob says, it. I go, I'm an old guy, right? I love to meet people in person, but I understand busy schedules. I understand I got to go right from class to work. I can't have that happen. Um, so I have a lot of students that buy into that. Now, after they've seen me a semester or two, then it's a quick email or a phone call just to check their thinking on this or, hey, I'm thinking about this. What do you think? Or do you have a resource for this? So it's it, for me, it's it's only been a little over a year, but it's, it's been a progression, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. There, it's, it's to what, I had wondered about this. Is, to what degree do you, you have a responsibility or a want to, to kind of identify red flag issues with the student? They've withdrawn for a couple semesters. They keep signing up for classes. To what extent do you feel you have a responsibility to intervene and say, what, how can we approach this differently? 
So the responsibility you feel is because you, you, you want them here. They, they started for a reason yeah. and um, it was important enough for a reason. They chose OTC where they could have chose some anywhere else, thousands of other places. So at one point it was important. So the responsibility comes from of going, what, what do we need to do to get back to that spot? Um, if they will allow us to do that. And so, you know, I, I sleep well at night, most nights, knowing as long as I put the effort in and I'm reaching out and I'm doing anything that I can to get them to re-engage. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually, in just a, this short little year, I was talking to one of my colleagues upstairs. It's um, a student I worked with in the fall of 22, disappeared on me uh, in the, the summer and the spring, and now they're back here this fall. And the, and the reason why, and, and I'm, like I said, this is fresh eyes on a system. I don't know how the system worked really well before we got here. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure it was fine. It's been here for a long time, but they reached back out to me because they had already made that connection a year ago and said, okay, I'm ready to come back. And, and we just hit the ground running and that that's, that's been a handful of them. And man, that, that feels good when you can do that. You know, we talk about this sometimes in public policy, that investments always go somewhere. They always go somewhere. And I'm a big fan of investing directly into, with, with your energy into people, into students in particular, because kind of my job description. And uh, I just feel like the more time you spend, just simple tasks, if uh, there's a student that's missed three class periods in a row, an email is X percentage more likely to make them come back the next time. If you just invest that energy, invest that time yeah. in them. Yeah. It benefits. Now you don't always get to see the benefits. Sometimes it's paid forward, but that yep. I'm a big I, I'm a big believer that that energy doesn't go doesn't just die. Isn't that like a physics thing? Energy never truly dies; just transfers. It only transforms. Yeah, it cannot so, be created or destroyed. Yeah, correct. So I just do think that pushing that forward. I hope. I hope it. Uh, uh, and, and I believe the data we have, yes. the navigator system. Since we put that navigator system in, we probably have fewer major changes right like wasn't it the students i remember seeing research x number of years ago i want to say like four or five years ago where the average student changed their major like seven times before we had fully fledged navigators like yourself to actually kind of wrestle them a bit more on that right right and, and, and to have those discussions and it all it, it all goes down to you know some simple questions of what do you want to do when you grow up you know um, and you can ask that in a thousand different ways, but that's basically it in its simplest form. And you kind of get them narrowed in on that. And then you, you, you show them the connection to the right degree program that's going to get them there. And then they, they go through their first few classes and they start making progress. And then they start getting excited about it because now it's not just this pipe dream anymore that, man, I'd really like to just know they're making it happen. Every day they show up on campus, every little deposit they're making here is, is getting and, them closer. And it's happened for some of us definitely happened for me once you get a good targeted plan and you start attacking it and you realize actually now that i got the most targeted efficient plan possible this is not a field that i want any part of rather than kind of floating around in the ether and figuring out for yourself and uh, that's what happened with me in law school i i got into law school and it was i i just made the law my life and after a year and a half i was like not so much a fan that (laughs) i want my life to be like this and uh you know we we but you get that benefit you get something definitive and efficient one way or the other because the sooner you can figure out that path for yourself the better just some of us need a course correction or six you can look at i wish i would have brought it for you guys you guys would have just laughed with me probably you could look at my college transcript and, and point oh. blank show the right semester going bob what happened there because something changed <laughs> oh yeah i found out what i wanted to do 
what lit my fire and now I'm going to go make it happen. Um, Because before that, you're taking stuff that you just took in high school and it was not interesting to me at all. But what the problem for me is I found everything interesting. (laughs) I found every subject interesting and it was so hard for me to figure out what, okay, so all of it's interesting and it just never occurred to me, well, which of these interesting subjects is the best fit for me? So instead, I, I just wish I had a navigator then, to be honest with you, because I had many false starts. Go here, try this area. I mean, I originally was like, I'm going to be a journalist. I didn't like that at all, at all. Not so much. The, I didn't like the fact checking. I didn't like people coming down on me saying that what you're writing here is actually not true. I was like, nobody censors Crocker. Out I go. <laughs> and so I just had to, I had several of these false starts trying to find the right field for me. And I don't think I even found that field until my late 20s. I do imagine you at like four pretending you're going to be a podcaster when you grow up and <laughs> sitting at a table with a stuffed bear and asking him questions about. I so my I funny you mentioned that because uh, when I was in an elementary school church basketball team, I became famous among the parents for whenever I would ride with other kids, I would pretend that I was a. Uh, I'd watch so much NBA games growing up that I, we were commentators heading into the game. And it was he like, called it. Here we go. Uh, the the I forget, it was Ridgecrest Baptist Church. Ridgecrest, get ready to lay the wood on the uh, next. <laughs> <laughs> so the example you gave, I think, is a really important point to make about. Uh, a role that community colleges, especially OTC, can play and actively does. Um, and it's not everyone, but there are students that, that are going to leave and come back, and it needs to be a place that they can do that, right? It, it needs to be okay for them to have the troubles or, or have or, or the realizations that they need to work through things outside of the college so that they come back and do their best here. And it may not always be this sequential perfect straight line. I, I couldn't agree more. I, I've had several that, that came back, like I mentioned earlier, and the best decision they could have made at the time is take that break. Mm. You know, If they would have maybe continued or tried to tough it out, you're failing classes, now my financial aid's gone, how do I earn that back? You know, i got to do SAP appeals. Um, instead of they assessed in their situation that that's what they needed to do, and they reengaged when they were ready. Um, and I think we just made that okay to happen. And we're better for it and did better. And Yeah. 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 So uh, if you were to, from a faculty perspective, or from what the faculty is able to offer, what do you hear most that students need? And it, this may be something they're getting, but what, what is it that you really hear students kind of say, or a couple things, students say they need that, that, that faculty has the ability to offer or facilitate? You know, um, for a lot of, in, in that specific example, Jared, I, I, it's it's support. You know what I mean? Um, that feeling feeling confident up to, to ask the questions or there's um, many times with my students, one of the first things I say, if we're talking class-specific stuff of going, have you reached out to your instructor? Have you, have you tried that yet? Have you had that communication? Um, I'm encouraged. I, I have found, I haven't found one yet. There may be some, I haven't found one yet. It's only been a little over a year that hasn't been willing to sit down with a student or communicate with a student. If it's a different learning style or something, there may be some non-negotiables as there should be, but there, there's, there's at least some dialogue where the student feels comfortable with that. And majority of the time I get the feedback the next time we meet of going, Oh yeah, I did that, Bob. It was fine. You know? And, um, what questions would you, 
What questions do you have for instructors that you think would better inform what you do or how you help students? Oh, that's a good one. Oh, wow. Huh. And I'm going to try to get some answers. I've been trying to get this dialogue going. Mm -hmm. Right, right. I am in a field I am in because I do not ever quit. (laughs) So... You, you, we, we talked about it a little bit when we started about the, you hire all these people, right? And they're called navigators and the instructors were, were just, we're trying to figure things out, right? They're going, what, what do you guys do? And I've seen just my little short time here, each semester, it gets better and better um, to where now I have instructors that I've connected with that come to my office and go, hey, I have one of your students in class, Bob, and I'm really concerned about it would you reach out to them as, as well? And here's, you know, we come up with this game plan of support and I'm feeling that just this semester. And it, I, I mean, I, I'm jacked up by it because now the possibilities are endless. Um, I did not answer your question at all. Did I? Uh, I, it was a good response. Okay. Thanks. I don't know if it answered the question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what do navigators is there any yeah is there is there a question is there something that if you knew or or questions that have come up that you want to uh to to ask faculty or a dialogue that would specifically if we started it would help you serve students better or faculty serve students better or you work better with faculty like have you ever sat around and been like man i wish faculty did blank more would really help me out or i wish i knew why faculty do blank or i wish i knew how faculty did blank it, it may be where i'm not there yet in my development to ha- to, to answer that um mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to cop out for that the other thing that, that i do want to say that that's helped me and, and i i don't want to speak for my team but i it's very helpful is um s- starting my first semester here the department chairs um will schedule a time with all of us and kind of check in and talk about what's changed in their their program and things for us to pay attention to and stuff and i just found that to be a really cool way to connect um i'll use them as an example and not because his office is right behind me but jc walker in the business we have a lot of business students or at least we do upstairs in our stem team and uh Man, he from the get go, he's he adopted us. He incorporated us into their 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 teams. He's invited us into classes. He includes us in on anything they've got going on, and I hope that that continues to spread. Um, that we're just here trying to help and do the best we can and, and be a support system, um, not only for the student but for the instructors and what they've got to do. Uh, what classes have you shadowed so far? So. Um, Business 110, a couple of accounting classes, but what JC uh, started uh, with us a lot, fall of 22, but really so much in the, the, the following spring, um, was coming in at the first part of the semester, introducing who we were, how important, what our role is, how we can help them. It's the first five, 10 minutes of class, not a big deal. The instructors know we're coming, they communicate. They welcome us. They have us on the, some instructors have their, their agenda on the board and you can walk in and go and, Hey, your navigator is going to be here today. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and it's just that, that kind of partnership, um, that includes us into to that process. So yeah. Where did, where exactly did you say you were located? Uh, I'm, in, I'm here in, You're in, in, in cam, cam, but I'm on the second floor. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. And we had navigators up there. I do like your, the proximity. The proximity is a key factor, I think. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, and being around uh, department chairs and instructors up there, and you've got to walk past them. They have to kind of walk past us. I mean, it's it's just it leads to communication. Yeah, especially because we have a problem really at any college or larger institution. I think of the right hand not always knowing what the yeah. left hand is doing. Yeah. So some getting them working in tandem. Yeah. Ab- absolutely. Uh, make sure everybody's in the rowboat rowing in the same direction. Yeah. And knows where what everybody else's job is is sure yeah. helpful. And one of the nice things about just to self brag about this particular podcast is that we we are lucky enough to have the opportunity to yank in folks like yourself and hopefully get a better understanding of how we can better serve you guys. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. This semester, I had a student that we had a bit of a back and forth on the email talking about um, what they were going to do and, and what they were doing, not quite working for them. And and quickly in their response, they were like, I need to get with my navigator and talk about it. And so it was, yeah. it was cool to see that, that that's that's on their their board now, too, in terms of when they see an issue. Well, this is one of the solutions that I have uh, to correct that. So, uh Next five years, what do you see happening? Where do you see navigators headed, and what would you like to see happen? Oh man, I, I, I think just early on, we're we're scratching the surface of of what we can do. Yeah, I mean, you were brought on, I think, as the navigator program was taking off. I think maybe yeah. the navigator program is like maybe a year older than your time here, yeah, or something like year, that. Year, year and a half at the most. Yeah, yeah. you're absolutely right. Does it feel very trial and errory? Yeah, yeah. At, at first, and and as each semester has gone by, and you make those connections and stuff like that, you, you just you're excited about what the future holds. Mm-hmm. Um, this summer, I I was only here in, in training last summer, so this summer, you know, um, it our admissions were up, you know, and that's a great problem to have. So we all chipped in, and, and we were admission counselors for the summer, and we we would meet with students one on one and help them enroll in classes, even if they weren't ours. Maybe that's where your role is, not you specifically, but maybe that is where your role is headed in the next five years as even more expansive than what you're doing now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, given that uh, you guys, I mean, as a navigator, you got to know how classes work. You got to know how administration likes to hand stuff down. You got to know how staff, different parts of the campus manage different aspects of it. You got to have a good feel for financial aid, which, (laughs) good luck. Yeah. So, um I can see that. I can see that ballooning for you guys into the future. And and I, I think to be honest, I, I I just don't think people know right now. We're 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 seeing where it goes and and what we could be involved in. And that where where else will this personal connection help a student at? And um, then you just fill us in. So you're uh, a navigator specifically in science, business, and arts. Yeah. Did I say it right? Uh, arts, science, business. Yeah, it should be arts, business, science. Then we could be abs. Yeah, you just want to say and we abs. can draw in like <laughs> those three hundred abs on a on a white t shirt and write abs across, and that'll be our department. <laughs> you ever see I Bob's totally Burgers? Agree. Yeah, they're, 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 Mr. Frond has a policy that he calls abs for conflict resolution. And it's complete nonsense because S is slap it. Which <laughs> once, once they've resolved their dispute, they get supposed to give each other a high five. But that's a third of abs is the high five at the end. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Norm McDonald joke where he's like uh the so id that's short for identification the i stands for i and the d stands for identification <laughs> it seems to be doing way too much of the work uh anyway so i bring that up because okay so then we also have navigators that are spe- specifically assigned to technical education yeah uh f- what are the other breakdowns health science health science and then and then um 
abs. Okay, we're so we're just going to rename it. Yes, yeah. basically those three. We're doing we're doing we're doing a lot of things in this podcast. We're taking Janky back. <laughs> yes, yeah. we're taking it back, and we're also renaming our entire department division. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I like the ass. Sky's the limit. <laughs> they should just come to us before they name things. <laughs> That's right. I've been pitching that for a while. We have microphones. <laughs> we are clearly authorities. Clearly. <laughs> now I, I will say our our, our uh, satellite uh, schools. Uh, that may be the wrong term, but you know Richwood Valley, Lebanon, Waynesville, stuff like that. Those navigators. Centers. Centers, thank you. Um, those navigators, uh, they do it all. Um, yeah, man. So where we get to uh, be somewhat specialized here um, and can fill in when needed, um, they're they're looking at everything. So, well, we need to hit the road again. Next time we do, we'll have to to pull in a navigator from us from whatever center. Oh, that'd be great. Too. Yeah, we've still been talking about going out to Lebanon once we're done with Lebanon, Waynesville, series, for sure. Waynesville. Mm-hmm. So we talked to Ginger, who suggested that we talk to you. Is there someone in health sciences or tech ed navigators that you think we should bring on next? It can be an enemy. (laughs) It could be be an enemy. And and we just got to know each other during the session. You knew exactly where I'm trying to think of who would be scared to death to do this. And I could smile at you guys go, oh, this is a great person. Hey, brother, send them right into the lion's (laughs) den. Let's, right into I the think lion's you den. should talk to this person. They'd love it. Uh, Be sure to ask man. them about. <laughs> one, of the, one of the cool things they did when our first two or three weeks of training was you did some job shadowing, yeah. right? And so you got to go um, and spend an afternoon or a, a, a couple of meetings with another navigator that's been here the longest. So our tech ed people are very seasoned. They're very skilled, and they've they've kind of started this whole charge. And so, um, you know, I, I got to shadow Corey Charlet, uh, Chris Edwards, um, Chelsea Forsey. Uh, I mean, they're, they're the people that were doing it the very first. Yeah, the very, yeah. very first. I, I mentioned them because just they probably don't even know that. Uh, and I, I, it's shame on me. But I remember coming out of those interactions with those with more notes than I took anywhere else. Just how they interacted with students and I came here with a certain skill set, so I, I felt good about that. But just the ins and outs and things that they keyed on and stuff like that to help move a student along and to support them in an educational component was was eye-opening to me. Uh, you want to talk about um, Corey Charlet. Uh, I have worked with him once. And you want to talk about the opposite of tunnel vision, a guy who is always willing to not only do his job really well, but also envision and dare to try things that might renovate or improve how he's going about it. Yeah. Um, I just have so much respect because he doesn't have to do that. He keeps his head down and does his job. He can retire when he's 60, 65 and that's fine. But he feels a greater sense of purpose. Something that Jared had mentioned once before. Uh, I think he was quoting a old proverb or something. If you ask uh, somebody what they're doing, one person is saying, well, I'm cutting stones. Another person is I'm helping the construction of a church. Right. Oh, so, no, that's Wagner. That's community of practice. Thank you very much. So it's just a, a uh, guys like that. I just have so much respect for their willingness to re-envision what they're doing. He boiled it down to me. I remember an exchange we had in his office that, that almost gave me a calming influence because, you know, um, this is new for me, right? Mm-hmm. 30 years of, of developing and I, and I can run that system, no problem. So he looked at me one day and he goes, Bob... Here it is in a nutshell. Students want to know what class to take and how am I going to pay for it. 
everything else you'll do fine. Mm. And I've always, that's always resonated with me of what I need to focus on, what I need to prepare myself um, to best serve the students. So that's what they need help with. The rest, they're more than capable of handling. Yeah. Or he felt like I can, I can do the connection piece fine. Mm -hmm. It's just those two areas. If you boil it down, that's what, what, that's what's on their mind. Gotcha. That's the North Star. Yeah. And if there are creative or interesting ways to get there, then why not try them out? Exactly. Yeah. We're lucky. You know, I have, uh, well, you've been in social work, which is a position that also rewards people thinking outside the box yes. and trying new things. I have worked in other fields that are not as uh, encouraging of innovation, I think is the euphemistic way of saying it. And uh, we are lucky to be in a field doing jobs, the three of us at this table, where uh, we are encouraged to reinvent the wheel sometimes if uh, and, and, and see how well it works. And if it dies in a fire and doesn't work out too well, then you kind of, you know, wipe your hands off and get back to it. Yep. Which absolutely happens. A lot. Yeah. That's when I, I've got a comic on my uh, outside my office door that's... Um, those aliens that talk bluntly about things. You know yeah, it's, about? Uh, they're like strange planets. Or strange planet. Yeah. And uh, it's, he's like, oh, I, I uh, basically he's like, oh, I made this journal and it's about all the things I did wrong. And he's like, oh, you're, you're a scientist. And, <laughs> That's right. Uh, I'm paraphrasing, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, fantastic. So um, look how wrong I'm hearing. Yes, that's a. Uh, Corey Charlet, that's 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 who we I need mean, to talk to next. That's who I would love. To, I haven't talked to Corey in a while, anyways. Okay, great suggestion. Um, anything you want to brag about? Oh man, what water sports have you learned recently? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I've peaked at kneeboarding. Man, I don't think I. You know, maybe sitting in a tube will be next. Uh-huh. You know, that's about where I'm on the trajectory going down. I'm not learning. Uh, any I had a cool knee surgery a few now. years ago, and kneeboarding sounds awful. Sounds oh, terrible. Oh, oh yeah. And my, uh, for a dude with knee surgery, yeah. yeah. When you talk about not having it on your lower back, though, it's it's you could do that. Okay. So, All right. So there you go. Uh, brag about you know I I'm just and I tell my students this when they're in my office they 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 laugh at me or with me because uh, uh, it is so janky it is uh, um, I'm honored to do what I do man any any one of those students that I work with that, that allows me to to be part of this journey with them um, yeah I'm touched by that and uh, I I don't think you could. You could fake that to people. I think they could feed off of that. They could see that I'm a pretty genuine person um, and, th- and that I do care. Um, their goals become my goals. It's that simple. Um, that's how I stay on track with them. And uh, I'm pretty proud of that. Pretty Fantastic. Proud of that. Outstanding. Is this the jankiest interview we've done yet? It is. Which, which <laughs> we're taking it back. You're taking it back. younger than you are, and you're awesome. I, I, that's a great way of putting it. Thank you. I aspire to be janky myself. <laughs> so I am. I am. I am trying to get this dialogue going, um, and uh, been asking uh, faculty to to send us questions. Uh, and so we're now in the phase where I'm just going to start showing up in people's offices with my notebook and getting them myself because, like I yeah. said, uh, that's kind of my uh, stubbornness is my superpower. Uh, but I'm also hearing 
uh, hey, if you see Bob, if you see the other navigators, say hi, introduce yourself. If you see him out there having lunch, swing by, uh, have a quick conversation, um, and uh, let's let's continue to to talk about this and to talk about how we're we're uh, we're not cutting the stone, uh, but instead we're all here to help students succeed, right? We're to transform the lives in our community. Amen, brother. All right, so. Uh, We've learned a lot. We've learned a lot about um, what you do here at OTC, um, about uh, how student success is serving our students, uh, about kneeboarding, mm-hmm. uh, about the etymology of, of some of the words that we use. Uh, Andrew, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Now you do. Thank you so much. <laughs> we forgot to tell you.